Kentucky basketball's game against Ohio State has been canceled due to COVID-19 protocols. However, the Wildcats are still flying to Las Vegas, presumably to play a makeup game. Keonta Goodwin has officially signed with the Kentucky football program, inking the final signing in the 2022 early signing period. We discuss all of this and more on today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, also co-host of On the Line on ESPN 106.7 and Fox Sports Central Alabama, also writer for USA Today for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky Athletics. Today's show brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of the year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right. At the time of this recording, Kentucky basketball's game against the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes in Las Vegas has been canceled. Kentucky was slated to play in the CBS Sports Classic in Las Vegas, and uh, they are currently trying to find, at the time of this recording, they are trying to find a replacement game, uh, potentially either between Iona or maybe North Carolina. Uh, And and again, uh, it's probably going to be that I record this and um, and an opponent is announced immediately following the end of this recording. So uh, we're just going to take it as it is. We're going to try and preview Kentucky's game potentially against Iona. We're going to take a look at the Gales, and then we're also going to take a look at the North Carolina Tar Heels just to kind of give you an idea of what both of those teams look like and how they could match up against Kentucky because, again, don't know who they're going to play right now, uh, but we're going to go ahead and get this done. And then also Keonta Goodwin signing with the Wildcats officially uh, yesterday on Thursday, we are going to uh, to break down some of his uh, film that I've watched and give an idea of what he's going to do for the Wildcats. Just another piece on a uh, historically good offensive line. I, would, I wouldn't say historically good. I would say at least over the past few seasons, it's been pretty darn good uh, for, for Kentucky. So let's go ahead and get into it. I want to start with Iona because it looks like that is the more likely opponent as opposed to uh, North Carolina. Rick, Rick Patino, the uh, head coach for the Gales, has uh, taken to Twitter a couple of times already uh, and said, hey, is there anybody out there that is interested in playing uh, an opponent? We travel. Uh, and then Rick Pitino, uh, just a little bit ago at the time of this recording, uh, just about 10 minutes ago, said, hey, Kentucky, uh, Tech Kentucky basketball, he said, if you need an opponent on Saturday, we travel. Everybody on Twitter seems to be very excited about the possibility of that matchup. Iona currently 9-2 and two on the season. Again, like I just mentioned, uh, coached by, uh, by Rick Pitino. Everybody knows him well. He needs no, no further introduction. Has a, uh, has a pretty good... Uh, record so far this season uh, against uh, what I would say he's played some legitimate opponents. Again, 9-2, and two, strength of schedule, 102nd nationally out of 358 Division One teams, has wins over Alabama and Yale and Liberty. Also had a overtime win over Harvard earlier on in the season. His two losses came to, uh, to Belmont and Kansas, back-to-back games 
for the Gales in neutral site in a neutral site where they uh, lost to uh, to the uh, the Bruins and the Jayhawks, 72 to 65. Uh, did Iona lose to Belmont, and then uh, Iona lost 90 and 96 to 83 to the Kansas Jayhawks, who are currently playing very very good basketball. You look at some of their overall numbers. Iona averaging 76 and a half points per game, 69.7 points allowed per game, 76 points. Her contest is not fantastic, but it is solid. That is good. That's a good offense. And then 69.7 points per game. Not the best defense in the world, uh, but I, I would say that it's uh, it's not it's certainly not the worst. And you look at some of their, num- their numbers on the defensive end, uh, their turnover percentages on defense, and their steal percentages are not very good. Uh, they don't turn opponents over a lot. But it, very similar to Kentucky, while they don't turn opponents over a ton, they do not let teams shoot the basketball very well. Teams are only shooting 26% from three against Iona on the season. That is 18th nationally. That's very, very good. Also, their block percentage is very, very solid. Iona averages about 6.2 blocks per game. Uh, their block percentage is 22nd nationally. So while they don't turn teams over a lot, they uh, they do guard the three-point line, or they yeah they do guard the three-point line relatively well. And uh, they um, they do get some uh, they do get some blocks as well. So that's a look at them overall. You look at some of their individual players, some of the standouts uh, so far this season. I think you're really looking at their front court being the uh, the strength of this team, and their two front court players. In their starting five, they go three guards, two forwards, typically in their starting lineup. They've got six foot nine sophomore Nelly Jr. Joseph. He is averaging 14.3 points per game, 8.2 rebounds per game, uh, does not shoot any threes, even though he is only six foot nine, shooting 54% from the field. Uh, pretty solid numbers there. And then Dylan Van Eck, I believe his ha- is how you uh, pronounce his name, averaging 10.4 rebounds or uh, points per game, excuse me, and 4.7 rebounds per game sitting at six foot eight he is a senior forward shooting about 52 percent from three which is ridiculous 63 percent from the floor and those are their two front court players so I can imagine that if Kentucky is going to uh going to play against the Gales those two guys are going to be probably the most difficult I think Nelly Jr. Joseph is probably going to be the uh bigger ask of the two and he will most likely be lined up uh matched up excuse me against Oscar Shibway that could be a fun matchup uh, it, it could be a situation where instead of what Notre Dame had, which was uh, which was which was constantly rotating and switching and trying to get Oscar Shibway on a bad matchup, uh, Iona may elect to just try and put Junior Joseph on Shibway, and they tr- may try and honestly just work Shibway in the paint, see if they can get something going offensively. You look at some of Iona's overall offensive numbers in terms of efficiency. Uh, they're 132nd in the country in adjusted efficiency on offense. That's pretty solid. It's above average. Their free throw attempts per game is 41.4, which is uh, which is ridiculous. They they are ninth in the, uh, in the country in uh, getting to the free throw line, which is very, very solid. Uh, they don't shoot a fantastic number from th- uh, fr- the free throw line, though, only 70, 72.6%. Uh, so overall, on their offense, you know, honestly, there there's no number that stands out that's particularly terrible other than their possession length, which who cares how long you're holding on to the ball. If you're scoring, you're scoring, and if you're not, then you're, you're not. It doesn't matter how good your possession length is. Uh, but but overall, I would say that they're relatively average to slightly above average on offense. Nothing in particular stands out that could be analyzed and could be broken down. Defensively, uh, I would say that the, outside of the uh, the turnovers, the lack of turnovers thereof, uh, I think that they are a relatively solid defensive unit. Very similar to the way that Kentucky operates 
uh, defensively. So that's a look at the Iona Gales. Again, we do not know if Kentucky's even going to play a game. They may just be going to Vegas to play slots in the chill. That could be that could be what's in store for the Wildcats this weekend. But I'm going to act as if Iona or North Carolina is going to play the Wildcats. So that's why we're preview, previewing this today. We're going to preview North Carolina and what they could potentially bring to the cap- t- uh, to the table. Excuse me. Uh, very talented team as as opposed to last season are the Tar Heels. We're going to talk about that in just a second. This is it. This is the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control over your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. Over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. So head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for a special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Again, that's netsuite.com slash NCAA. Today's show also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues its march into the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, so continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked on Kentucky, really appreciate you guys making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day before you check out today in terms of listening to podcasts. Make sure to check out the ultimate college football playoff preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most compre- comprehensive college football preview begins actually uh, today if you guys want to go check that out. All right, North Carolina, the Tar Heels, currently 8-2 and two on the season. They are not ranked. Uh, they are playing in what looks like a relatively, well, I would say actually extremely weak uh, ACC Uh, there's only, I believe, one team from the ACC ranked in the top 25, and that's Duke at number two. Uh, So North Carolina sitting at 8-2, 1-0 in conference play. Their two losses on the season were to Purdue and Tennessee, two very, uh, very talented basketball schools. They lost 93-84 to Purdue at a neutral site, and then they lost 89-72, got run over uh, by Tennessee uh, in the neutral site. I believe that was the Jimmy V... uh, yeah, the Jimmy V Classic, uh, the ESPN Classic that uh, that was put on just a couple weeks ago, early or late November. Uh, so those are their two losses. You look at some of their wins. They do have a 72-51 to win over Michigan. That is uh, not as impressive as it looked maybe early on in the season. Michigan not as good of a basketball team as some people may have thought. They got a win over Georgia Tech. That was an NCAA tournament team last season. And then they got a win over Furman. And I don't think that Furman uh, is necessarily like a, a huge win uh, the, the, with, uh, with the Paladins 77-4 right now, I believe. But still, that's a, that's a well-coached team. 
uh, that North Carolina was able to get a win over. You look at some of their individual players that they have that could potentially be a problem. Uh, while the front court may be what uh, really, really keeps uh, Iona going, I would argue that North Carolina, I would say that their backcourt is really strong this season, even though let us, let's not discount the front court whatsoever. I do think that the the, uh, the backcourt for North Carolina is very talented. You looking at look at their uh, starting point guard, Caleb Love, sophomore, averaging 16.2 points per game, 4.3 rebounds per game, is shooting 42.9% from three. That's very, very good. R.J. Davis, a sophomore guard, shooting guard, 13 points per game, four rebounds per game, is shooting 45% uh, from, from uh, three-point range. So... They're two starting guards, very, very solid. R.J. Davis, Caleb Love, uh, Armando Bacot. Uh, uh, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I may be sound, sounding like an idiot right now trying to pronounce some of these guys' names. Uh, the, the, the center for North Carolina, averaging 14.3 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. Uh, he's been playing really solid as well. So I don't want to necessarily discount their front court players, but I do think it is the, uh, it is the guards for the Tar Heels that have been allowing them to play well so far this year. You look at their uh, their overall totals, North Carolina averaging 80.4 points per game. That is very good. Uh, their opponents are averaging about 70.9 points per game. So not the best defense of the world, but the, the Tar Heels are certainly scoring. Shooting about 48% from the field. That is solid. Uh, they are shooting 74% from, from the free throw line. That's a little bit above average. Shooting 40% from three. That is seventh nationally. Uh, that is very, 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 very good. And they are rebounding at an incredible rate. 43.6 rebounds per game. Uh, very good. They are not like they have been in the past in terms of offensive rebounding prowess. They normally in the past have been really good at doing that. This year, not so much. They still are pretty solid at it. But it's the defensive rebounding that is really standing out for the Tar Heels. Third in the nation in, uh, de- in uh, defensive rebounding percentage. Uh, are the Tar Heels. So they know how to clean up the glass whenever teams miss shots, but offensively, uh, they do not get as many rebounds as they have uh, in the past. You look at their assist numbers, 15 assists per game, it's pretty good. Five and a half steals per game, it's pretty good. Only 3.7 blocks per game, that is not that great. And again, that kind of goes back to what I was saying, is that the guards are really what are standing out for uh, for the uh, Tar Heels so far this season. Then you look at some of their efficiency numbers, uh, both offensively and defensively. We'll start with offense here. They are 13th nationally in adjusted efficiency on offense, according to KenPom.com. Their average possession length is uh, relatively quick, 16.3 seconds per possession. Their effective field goal percentage is very solid, 26th nationally. 55.3% is their effective field goal percentage. That's solid. They don't really turn the ball over a whole lot. They, they uh, do occasionally collect an offensive rebound or two. Like I mentioned earlier, their three-point percentage is absolutely insane. Their two-point percentage is actually really solid as well, 52.2% from the field. Uh, let's see. Their non-steal turnover percentage is 16th nationally. That's a number that stands out there. They uh, do not uh, let teams turn them over a lot whenever it comes to making just simple mistakes outside of steals. But I will say their steal percentage the amount of times that teams are able to uh, steal a basketball away from the uh, from the North Carolina Tar Heels, 10.7% of their turnovers are are steal or 10 10.7% of the time, excuse me, uh, that that uh, North Carolina makes a trip down the floor, it is resulting in a steal. That's not very good. Uh, that's probably the weakest point of their offense. Actually, is allowing steals. Just looking at some of the numbers here, defensively, really quickly, we'll 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 talk about it and then we'll move on. 
They do get a lot of rebounds. They don't put teams on the free throw line very often. They don't foul very much. Uh, their adjusted efficiency numbers are pretty good. 75th nationally in that department. Uh, let's see here. I think the only thing that looks like it's uh, it's very, very poor. This is very, it's very similar to Kentucky. Very similar to Iona. They don't turn teams over. Uh, they are they are uh, 347th out of 350 or 58 Division One teams in turnover percentage. They are also 355th in non-steal turnover percentage, which is they don't force opponents into a lot of mistakes, throwing balls out of bounds, different things like that. They don't do that, and it, it kind of tells me based on watching Kentucky and look at some looking at some of their numbers. Well, Kentucky doesn't really put a lot of pressure on the defensive end, and they just kind of let their talent and their length win out. And therefore, it gets late, late in the shot clocks, and steam, teams still can't find shots against the athleticism of these programs. And then they just have to put up what would be an ill-advised uh, a shot. I think you're looking at something similar uh, here with North Carolina and Iona. It's just like, well, these teams are well-coached. They're very disciplined, so they're not going to try and turn you over. They're not trying to... Uh, it's very similar like the way the air raid works. It's just kind of gimmicky, the way that it operates. And so when you look at teams in basketball that are very... Uh, high octane that uh, that like to put a lot of pressure on the defensive end. Typically, they're undersized or something like that. They're trying to make up. They're trying to compensate for the lack of uh, ability in other areas. Uh, you're not going to see that with this North Carolina team. They're not going to put a lot of pressure on the defensive end. They are uh, their their average possession length on defense is is about average. So they're not going to put a lot of pressure on you. Neither is Iona. Neither is Kentucky. If Kentucky does play either Iona or North Carolina, they should have the ability to operate their offense, and that makes me feel great because hopefully what Kentucky is going to do in one of those two games is uh, is let their guard shoot the ball, and I don't think they're going to go for 10 from 3 in the first half like they did against Notre Dame. I don't think they're going to go 2 of 19 from 3 uh, like they did against Notre Dame. So I'm really excited to see what Kentucky's guards could do uh, in these individual matchups. What does Shebae look like against Iona and their very talented forward, Nelly Jr. Joseph? And then how does Kentucky operate in the half court against a North Carolina defense that is giving up about 71 points per game? All right, really quickly here in just a moment, we're going to talk about Keonta Goodwin, the five-star offensive tackle. He committed to the Wildcats. We're going to talk about what he brings to the table in just a second. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or even better than a candy bar, Built Bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate. But it is amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat, and very high in protein. You get the best of both worlds with Built Bar, both delicious and healthy. They've got so many different flavors to choose from, you'll have a hard time choosing. Will you have raspberry or mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, best by far, or peanut butter brownie? Built Bar gives you that extra fuel and you need to bust down those mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or your purse, you never know when you're gonna need it. Want to cozy up with something warm? Well, here's a little holiday secret. Dip your Built Bar into a piping hot cup of cocoa, let it melt a little bit, and give your beverage a little bit of that Built Bar flavor. Plus, you'll have a nice melty Built Bar to go with it, but be sure to have a couple napkins on hand. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
All right, so wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Really appreciate you guys making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. And again, I'm really sorry that we couldn't actually break down the Ohio State game. I had a ton of notes <laughs> ready to break that game down uh, on today's episode, but unfortunately, things happen. Uh, COVID-19 protocols, as fr- much as uh, they may frustrate some people, I know it certainly frustrates me. Uh, you know, there's nothing that I can do about it, nothing we can do about it. So hopefully Kentucky's able to find a new opponent And that. If it's not Iona or North Carolina, then it's going to make me look just plain stupid today, isn't it? All right. So really quickly wrapping up here, Keonta Goodwin, five-star offensive tackle chose the Wildcats over Michigan State, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, various other schools. Uh, he it did not sign with the Wildcats on early signing day on Wednesday, and he just signed on Thursday, actually, after, and this uh, this kind of made some people nervous, kind of made some people hold their breath, and now everybody can just kind of breathe a sigh of relief now that Goodwin has officially signed uh, with the Wildcats. Six foot eight, three hundred and forty pound offensive tackle, uh, ranks thirteenth overall in the nation according to twenty four seven Sports. Uh, number four offensive tackle in the country, number one player in the state of Indiana. Again, six foot eight massive offensive tackle that Kentucky's picking up. You know, size, I think, and speed were uh, were priorities in this class. As we broke down on yesterday's show, we went through every single recruit that Kentucky signed, and we got a little bit of a breakdown, about a minute-and-a-half-minute breakdown of every single recruit that Kentucky signed on yesterday's uh, episode. If you want to go check that out, uh, if, you've, if you've got a hankering from, for some uh, Kentucky football recruiting, we broke every single recruit that they have in this upcoming class down on yesterday's episode of Locked On Kentucky. If you want to, you can go and check that out. But here is what 24-7 Sports said about the uh, about the young man. Physical specimen who has done a fantastic job of reshaping his body. At the same time, he has worked on his explosiveness, and that training has gotten him moving very well at his size. And if you watch the film, very certain, certainly so, he moves Really well for six foot eight. It's it's very it's bizarre to watch just a man of that size move so well. Very physical, uh, plays with intensity, phys- finishes his blocks, uh, coordinate enough to uh, on his feet to drive defenders and stay balanced. Shows he can get out of his stance quickly and pass pro. Still refining technique with his hands and punch, but has all of the qualities to be a true blindside protector, protector at the next level. Has tremendous upside and has shown the work ethic to reach his ceiling. Has the potential to be a franchise type of left tackle and certainly when you watch that film it's like well six foot eight 340 I mean he's got the 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 energy he's got the explosiveness uh, again he's not there in terms of technique and different things like that just yet but he's definitely got the size and the speed and the desire to become a really special player uh, this is what on three said about uh, about Keonta Goodwin an absolutely huge offensive tackle with the biggest frame of any top prospect in the 2022 cycle yeah you bet underwent one of the more drastic physical transformations we've seen losing over 100 pounds and reshaping his body prior to his junior season already bigger than most NFL tackles at a legitimate six foot eight 325 pounds has high end linked with 35 inch arms has well above average athleticism and strength for the position let alone at his size does not play top competition but is a dominant player manhandling much smaller defenders he has also performed well against college prospects and shows case camps flashing some polish in his past set while he has made great strides will need to continue improving his lower body flexibility so obviously this guy's cut out to be a five-star tackle like you just said there he's been relatively dominant at the high school uh at the high school level even though he's not been playing necessarily the best competition but still I, I do think that 
uh, on three and twenty four seven sports both make really good points in the fact that it's like, well, he's still six foot eight and he's also been playing well in college camps. So like he's bigger than most NFL tackles. So I would not be surprised if this kid does make a very solid transition onto the into the next level and then into the NFL. And Kentucky, I think, is a fantastic place for this kid to develop. I mean, you talk about the offensive linemen that Kentucky has brought in and out of the program over the past few seasons under Mark Stoops. I think that this is going to be a fantastic opportunity for Kentucky to just get one more guy, you know, in that pipeline of, of, of offensive linemen just to be able to say to the next guy, hey, you know what? We recruit really, really well in the trenches. We put out NFL products. Look at this kid. Six foot eight, three hundred and forty pounds. He's going to the NFL. He's going to be somebody's left tackle, somebody's blindside blocker. Come play for us now. You're going to be our next guy up. And I think that it's really important. It's very smart that Kentucky has opted to to really emphasize the trenches under Mark Stoops over these past couple of years. Because what do you need to succeed in the SEC? Any good coach will tell you you need an offensive line. You need a defensive line. It's where it starts. It's where it ends. Very, very important that these teams pick up guys in the trenches. Keonta Goodwin, absolutely massive, huge human being, is going to be able to provide uh, a very, very solid left tackle uh, position. He's going to be in a very solid left tackle position uh, whenever he does get his chance at the University of Kentucky. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Really sorry, again, that I did not get to break down uh, Kentucky basketball's game against Ohio State. I really wanted to, thought it was going to be an interesting game. Uh, I did think that Kentucky was going to lose, but still thought it was going to be fun. Make your second listen today, by the way, Locked On Bets. Want to give them a shout out. Your one, or your daily one-stop shop for all of your uh, gambling needs. It's Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Daw Pound if you have any questions, comments, concerned. Shoot me a DM, tag me in something. I would love to interact with you, uh, and I can uh, hang out with you guys on Twitter. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. I will see you all on Monday. Hopefully, we will be able to recap a Kentucky basketball game. Go Wildcats, and God bless.